This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 48 degrees in downtown Boise. It is 6.06, Thursday, October 19th. Can't tell it by the weather. 80. <laughs> Into the 80s today and tomorrow. However, I'm, I'm going to go... I, I know I already screwed up once and said I thought we'd seen the last of our 80-degree days. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that I think this will be the last of our 80-degree days. So if you're going to take advantage of it, you might want to do it, uh, as you heard in the weather forecast, uh, big change coming next week. Um, daytime highs next week could fall into the uh, mid to low 50s. I would uh, have to guess that because it's going to be a perfect weather day, you don't have golf scheduled for today. Uh, no, I went on a perfect weather day yesterday. Oh, you did? Yes. Good. It was absolutely gorgeous and once again i say my favorite reason for living in the treasure valley and here in idaho across the state is the fall weather and just man it was just absolutely beautiful all the leaves were still mostly on the trees so lots of yellows oranges and reds Makes it easier to find the ball. Fairway, well, yeah, as long as they're not falling. There was, were some instances where some of the leaves had started to fall, and we're like, do you see the ball? No, I don't see the ball. And it's like, oh, you just stepped on it. Oh. <laughs> uh, but everything, I mean, the greens and the fairways, still all uh, just bright I've, green, so I haven't said, started turning brown yet. I mean, I don't play golf anymore, but when I did, my favorite part of the game was always long walks in the woods. Uh, yeah, that's not not a fun thing. I mean, long walks in the woods are fun, but not when you're playing golf. It's Groundhog Day again. We still how, how so? We still do not have a speaker oh. of the house. We relive <laughs> the same day over and over <sighs> and, and over, over again and over and over. They uh, had the vote as we told you just after our show ended yesterday. And uh, I was right in my prediction. I wish I, I, I wish I had been in Vegas. I don't know if you could vote this or not, but I predicted that Jim Jordan would lose even more support and there would be even more people voting for other mm-hmm. people besides Jim Jordan for the Speaker in House. And that actually came true yesterday. Yeah. Um, instead of uh, 20 people voting for others, 22 people <laughs> voted for others yesterday. So we lost two yeah, more he votes. He ended up with 199 votes. Needing 217. So, um, because it didn't look like there was any path forward to increase the number of supporters for Jim Jordan, the Speaker of House, uh, they uh, basically went home for the day. I mean, yeah. they didn't go home, but they uh, they can't do anything. They, the, the business of the House is the, paralyzed until they get a Speaker of the House. They dispersed, anyway. They dispersed um, to go uh, behind closed doors and yell and scream at each other again. <laughs> There is an expected vote Mm -hmm. that will be coming today. You know what I keep seeing on uh, various TV channels is uh, McHenry, you know, who is the interim uh, speaker. He's starting to look like a good candidate to just be the next speaker. Yeah. Um, They are talking about, because now we're, what, what are we, we're going on three weeks now, where the House is basically 
paralyzed because there is no speaker. Yeah. Um, there is starting to be uh, some talk and maybe even some movement on making the uh, Speaker Pro Tem have more expanded powers than they normally would so that there at can least, be yeah, things. At least some things can get done. Yeah, get done, like uh, sending support to Israel, for instance. Don't know if that's going to happen or not. I would imagine the possibility of that happening. If we go through today with at least one vote today, as I said, that that is I like expected. The, I like the caller yesterday who said that. I hope they don't get a speaker for a long time because they don't spend any money yeah. while they don't have a speaker. Well, and, and quite frankly, I, I think that's why you're, you're seeing a lot of Republicans are feeling that way. I'm, when they, I say Republicans, I'm talking Republicans in yeah, the House and, because... And they traditionally are just fine with the government not, not, spending, not spending money. money. It's like, hey, this is a good way for us not to spend money and we don't get necessarily uh, blamed for it. It's just that we don't have a speaker. We can't come to an agreement as mm-hmm. of yet. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, what type of movement will there eventually be if we if we go through a couple more votes? Somebody, a new speaker brought forward because I mean, if you go today and have another vote and say Jim Jordan loses another two or three right. people to the other side, at some point you got to look at this and go, look, this isn't going to happen. Jim Jordan is never going to get through. So uh, let's go back to the drawing board. I mean, somebody um, asked me yesterday, you know how does the uh, house work with it without a speaker and i thought about it for a second and i said about the same as your stereo <laughs> works without a speaker it, it it doesn't i mean it might move around but there's really no benefit to you so um that's one of the things we'll be talking about uh coming up here for this morning and following along giving you updates uh, on what's going on we we do know the plan is to vote at least one more time uh today uh, they didn't say if they do one vote, and you know it doesn't happen if they'll vote again or not. But yesterday, just the one vote plan for possibly one vote today. Uh, other things that we're uh, going to be talking about uh, this morning: uh, Jihad Squad. Um, yesterday, and and one of the Jihad Squad, Ilana Omar, has walked back her original statements. Less popular Marvel comic books, by the way. Um, they're congressmen. Congresswomen, I should say, um, blaming Israel for the attacks. One of them walked back finally after being criticized numerous times, Ilan Omar, her statements. However, she didn't delete her original tweet. Is it still called a tweet since it's not Twitter? No. What do they call it? I don't know. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's it called, sounds. It's, it's called a posting on X. It sounds stupid to that say. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't yeah, it? Didn't didn't uh, delete her X. I see that just doesn't sound people, right. Yeah, a lot of people would like to do that. <laughs> um, Rashida Tlaib, however, whew, what a nutcase. Um, we'll talk more about that. Let you hear the actual audio of her blaming Israel for the attack on the uh, hospital yesterday. Uh, and by the way, there is now unequivocal proof that it was not Israel. It was. Um, a uh, Palestinian terrorist group that uh, launched a few launched and, ac- and it accidentally went off at the hospital right. and they have video evidence and they also have audio evidence of some of the Hamas saying crap that was us mm. oops yeah, and yet that's a bit damning isn't it 
and and yet Rashida Tlaib still has not backed down from her comments that Israel did it, and also blaming the President of the United States. We'll let you hear her thoughts coming up here for you, too. And if you were thinking, some of you may be even hoping that there was going to be an execution next month. We talked about this earlier this week. Thomas Creech uh, will not be executed, at least as of right now. He has been uh, granted a commutation hearing. So that puts the uh, execution on hold for now until the hearing either decides whether or not he will be executed Mm. or not. It is so weird. He's been on death row for 40 years, and it seems like they... Like they just started thinking of him just now. But Chris, he he has been a model citizen since, you know, he, I mean, he hasn't killed anybody for a long time. I don't think anybody would hire him as a model. But he's he's been a model citizen. He's been great. I mean, it's, it's since he killed the last person, yeah. he's been a, he's been a he's been a perfect citizen. He hasn't I, I killed was, anybody since then, Chris. Well, I would like to talk about the guy in court who was up for murder. And he says, you know, you haven't even once mentioned the fact that 364 days last year, (laughs) I didn't murder anybody. That's not a bad record. Phone lines are open. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I also have a shocking poll to share with you this morning. A large portion of Americans doubt democracy and uh, view violence as an acceptable form if you don't agree with your political rivals. Wait till you hear this poll. This is just amazing. That's all on the way right now. Uh, first update on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go. 45 minutes from the opening. You can make your plans to be there. Don't forget, if you like to start your day with uh, hot coffee, you have a special drink. They can make it up for you in the coffee drive through at Pork Belly and Cuna. Boise State sophomore running back Ashton Genty was named Wednesday to the Associated Press midseason All-America football first team because they have that now. Genty is one of only two group of five players to earn first-team honors. The other is Old Dominion linebacker Jason Henderson. Genty was also recognized by the Associated Press as the nation's top all-purpose player. ESPN and CBS Sports also named Genty the nation's top all-purpose player this week. Genty leads the nation with 1,264 all-purpose yards, which is unusual for someone who doesn't besides their regular position, also return kicks or punts. He also leads the nation in total touchdowns, total points scored, points scored per game, first downs recorded, yards after contact, causing missed tackles, and yards after catch for non-wide receivers. Boise State faced the All-American quarterback and one of the All-American wide receivers in the opening game of the season. That's quarterback Michael Penix Jr. and wide receiver Roma Dunsey of Washington. Bronco opponent Muhammad Kamara of Colorado State was named a second-team edge rusher. Also this week, Boise State head coach Andy Avalos announced that team captain and linebacker DJ Schramm has returned to practice after missing the last three games with injuries. The Broncos have this weekend off and will play Wyoming at Albertson Stadium on October 28th. The Las Vegas Aces are the champions of the WNBA for the second year in a row. Wednesday, the Aces topped the New York Liberty 70-69, winning the finals three games to one. Asia Wilson of Las Vegas had 24 points and 16 rebounds in the game and was named finals most valuable player. The Aces uh, defense held league player of the year, Brianna Stewart of New York, to 10 points and 3 for 17 shooting. Guard Courtney Vandersloot led the Liberty with 19 points. That's sports.
The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Boise police are investigating a string of home invasions over the last few months. And officers believe the suspect is targeting young women. Sergeant John Terry said they believe the same man has broken into five or six homes during the daytime across Boise. A couple of times, the house has actually had the door open and he just walked right in. Sergeant Terry says he also goes right past expensive items like jewelry and cash. He did take a firearm in one instance and has taken other items, they believe, items of clothing from the women. Detectives describe the man as medium build in his 30s or 40s with dark brown hair. They believe he wears a wedding ring as well. Okay, that's a little weird. So, uh, honey, where have you been? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, no place? Why? Where did you get all these women's underwear? That, by the way, is the uh, clothing. Oh, he's, that he is alleged he's been to have stolen. Taking actual underwear. Yeah. So, uh, so, he, so he ignores the cash and the jewels and takes underwear. Yeah. How creepy is this? Yeah, pretty creepy. But also uh, a little bit dangerous. And as you heard in that report, there are a lot of people whose homes were just wide open. Uh, not not yeah. door wasn't open, but completely unlocked. So, um, just uh, fair warning to those of you uh, out there. Um, Block your homes, be careful, watch your surroundings. Police are looking for the uh, man and ask if anyone who recognizes the man or has any leads to call 208-377-6790. He has uh, been described as a man in his 30s or 40s with dark brown hair. Um, that's about all they have. They're, they have pictures, if you want to check it out, um, on the uh, Idaho Press website. Um, if you want to check out the uh, actual pictures, it's kind of like a Bigfoot picture, I will warn you, in that it's a little bit blurry and grainy, but you can get a kind of an idea. Once again, if you have any information about the man um, the, or any other leads, call 208-377-6790. Also, uh, this reminder for you uh, tonight, President Joe Biden will deliver a primetime foreign policy speech tonight. White House officials have confirmed the Oval Office address is scheduled for 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll address the administration's response to Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel and Russia's war on Ukraine. Is that still going on? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Completely forgot about that. It's on the inner pages of the newspaper we no longer subscribe to. Got it. Got it. So anyway, that is happening tonight. Uh, you'll hear that, I'm sure, here on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.33, phone lines open once again this morning. You want to participate in the show, always encouraged at 208-336-3700. You can also uh, call us toll-free from wherever you may be listening anywhere in the world. 1-800-529-5264. Text us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. By the way, that anywhere from in the world. We've actually had text from all around the world. Australia, Finland, Sweden, Boise, 
You can also text yeah. us, uh, same as our main number. A few from the continent of Africa as yes, well. Yes, yes. Uh, so if you want to take part in the show, like I said, please feel free. That is always uh, encouraged because you are a part of the show that we do here, News Talk KBOI. Uh, today is Thursday, and that means it is Sweet Deal Eve, another KBOI Sweet Deal coming your way. Brand new Sweet Deal again this week. It is another of those Sweet Deals that go very, very quickly. So uh, whatever it takes to remind yourself just before 9 o'clock, to get into KBOI.com, you might want to do it, especially if you're a huge Euro fan. Talking Euro sandwiches, pita sandwiches from the Euro Shack. Uh, the menu also includes fresh to order, made to order rice bowls, also salads. Um, I kind of did a combination this week. I put mm-hmm. rice and my salad along with <laughs> the uh, lamb, roasted lamb, all together. Then I also had a, pe- uh, a pita too. Um, this is your chance to get it half price, $50 gift certificate. Uh, you'll get uh, 10 of those gift certificates for only $25. And the great thing is uh, you can use it in any one of their six locations spread throughout the Treasure Valley. So that's a deal going on sale tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Keep in mind, there are always other deals, dozens of deals available right now. Some of those would make great Christmas gifts. We are just a little over two months away from Christmas. Wow. Um if you want to check those out, also, KBOI.com. You don't have to wait till Friday morning on those. You can check those out right now. KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 641-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your wireless, uh, phone numbers to uh, get through. Those are going to come in handy, by the way, to get your tickets to the Idaho Steelheads. Hockey season gets underway this weekend, uh, chance to win those. Give you the uh, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions, start working on coming up here in just about uh, 15 minutes. Technology uh, continues to be absolutely amazing. Amazon announced yesterday they will start testing drones that will drop off prescription medications at your doorstep within hours after you get your prescription from your doctor. Wow. What could go wrong? That's what I was thinking. It's like, wait a minute. People already worry about having their Amazon boxes stolen could you imagine getting uh, some mean, sort of painkiller delivered and it, somebody oh look i bet that's i bet that's my painkiller that's the only thing that bothers me about drone delivery it just feels like somebody who's a really good shot with like a you know a, a gun of some sort could really end up with some good stuff yeah i don't know how this is going to be uh, working they are going to be testing this uh in one place as of right now it's going to be tested as of today in College Station, Texas. Here is Amazon's pharmacy, uh, vice president of Amazon Pharmacy, John Love, and chief medical officer of uh, Amazon Pharmacy, Dr. Vin Gupta, talking about it. We're excited to announce that customers who signed up for Prime Air are going to be able to get prescription medication delivered to their doorstep in under 60 minutes. That means getting as close as possible to our customers, to our patients, as fast as possible. The second you understand that something might be happening with a patient, that they may be experiencing a medical condition, you want to get them the care they need as quickly as possible. It really is unparalleled in the experience for getting prescription medication. This is, by the way, just the first step. Amazon wants to uh, eventually deliver a good portion of their mm-hmm. products pretty much everything by drone yeah to your doorstep and i get it i mean if if this thing works uh, 
I'm kind of with you when I heard this story. I'm like, what could go wrong? Yeah. But if this thing works, you know, how, how awesome. Because there's a lot of times that you go and, and you need your medicine really quickly. And, and, and right. the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, painkillers. Um, you don't have time to, you don't want to sit there and wait for the pharmacy to get your order ready, drive to the pharmacy, and then drive home because you're in pain or you need that right that's now. When, when you're in pain, it's, that's not the most patient time of your life. No. So, I mean, if you're at the doctor and the doctor says, hey, I'm going to uh, prescribe you some uh, medicine, that can now be ordered in the hospital or the doctor's office while you're there. And, you know, if it takes you 25, 30 minutes to drive home from the doctor in another 25 or 30 minutes, it will arrive at your door. So, I mean, in theory, this seems like a, a good idea. I just I would hope have it to works. ask the doctor my usual question, which is, do you have any uh, samples? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, Amazon will deliver them to you. Oh. KBY News Time is 6. But I want them now. Turn into uh, Baruch Assault. Time I to, want it now. Time to get a, another check out what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast and lunch. Don't forget, you can get breakfast uh, all day while they are open, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. They open up in 15 minutes. Check out their menu, theporkbellyidaho.com. Several Boise State athletic teams are in action today and this weekend. The women's volleyball team will meet San Diego State in San Diego at 7 p.m. Mountain Time tonight. The women's soccer team is at Nevada, and the women's tennis team is taking part in the ITA Mountain Region Championships in Salt Lake City, which began Wednesday. The men's tennis team will host the General Patton Invite starting Friday at the Appleton Tennis Center. The women's softball team plays Friday at Northwest Nazarene in Nampa. The women's beach volleyball team will host the City of Trees Classic starting Saturday. And the Boise State women's golf team will play in the Clash at Boulder Creek in Boulder City, Nevada, beginning Sunday. In Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros topped the Texas Rangers 8-5 in Arlington. Despite two home runs from Texas third baseman Josh Young, the American League Championship Series is now two games to one in favor of the Rangers. Game four is tonight at six on Fox Sports 1. In the National League, game three starts this afternoon in Phoenix at three o'clock on TBS. Philadelphia currently leads Arizona two games to none. That's sports. Traffic. Powered by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. KBOI. Traffic. Focus on the White House. President Biden will address the nation at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the eight and a half hours he spent in Tel Aviv Wednesday. Aboard Air Force One on the way back, he said Israeli lawmakers were open to getting help into Gaza. I was very blunt about the need to support getting humanitarian aid to Gaza. Get it to Gaza and do it quickly. Egypt is going to help. President Biden speaking with Egyptian President al-Sisi by phone, saying Egypt will open the border crossing with Gaza to allow up to 20 trucks with humanitarian aid inside, likely by Friday, and pledging $100 million in aid to the Palestinians. ABC's Martha Raddatz. The administration announced $3.5 billion in grants to 58 projects nationwide to harden the electric grid against extreme weather events. Richard Cantu, ABC News. Europe bracing for spillover reaction as the Israel-Hamas conflict evolves. These are your world headlines from ABC News. 
EU ministers gathered in Luxembourg to discuss the impact of the conflict on the bloc. European Commissioner for Home Affairs, Eva Johansson. We had seen two recent terrorist attacks in Arras and in Brussels. And we also have an escalating situation ongoing with organized criminal groups that are increasingly violent. And sentiments are divided in Europe. Pro-Palestinian rallies have been held in several European cities since the start of the hostilities. The foreign ministers of Russia and North Korea have hailed their country's deepening cooperation during talks in Pyongyang days after the U.S. alleged that the North had transferred some munitions to Russia. And the Czech coalition government has survived a parliamentary no-confidence vote over opposition claims that it's mishandling the economy and immigration. I'm Tom Rivers at the ABC News Foreign Desk in London. From ABC News Tech Trends, Tesla's been slashing the prices of its cars and SUVs for the last year or so, and Wall Street is taking notice. Tesla is facing more competition than ever, and Wedbush Securities Analyst Dan Ives says in the absence of new product from the brand, price cuts were the next best move. They've paid off well, but price cuts are a double-edged sword, and that continues to be a worry on the street. Meanwhile, many traditional automakers are prepping to launch a slew of EVs in the next few years, but they've got problems too. Competition's coming, but when you look at the UAW strike in Detroit with GM and Ford, that's been a big issue there. Tesla owner Elon Musk says new products are coming. Big focus is Cybertruck production that should start in November, you know, and then ultimately going into next year, Model 2, a sub-30,000 hour vehicle. But Ive says... With Musk, you always take with a grain of salt or a pound. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. ABC Entertainment News. The price of the most popular streaming service going up. Netflix bumping up the cost of its cheapest ad-free plan from 10 to 12 bucks a month. And the most expensive plan is going from 20 to 23 bucks. Its lowest cost plan with ads will stay at $7. The news comes as the streaming service said it added almost 9 million new customers last quarter. Last week's episode of the Disney Plus Marvel series, Loki, was directed by Dan DeLue, a longtime Marvel special effects guy getting his first shot in the director's chair. And I asked him how his episode, episode two, set the stage for episode three and beyond. Well, you'd say, you don't need any spoilers, but I think the best way to say it is that episode two is the calm before the storm. Things start getting a little crazy after episode two. Episode three of Loki season two is out tonight. Taylor Swift's concert movie boosting her song streaming. Billboard says streams are up 22% and digital sales have doubled. And actress Gillian Jacobs is 41 today. Jason Adelson, ABC News. Hollywood. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congressman Don Bacon says he's been flooded with calls his wife even hit with menacing messages. My wife's been getting anonymous texts and anonymous phone calls trying to compel her to force me to change my vote, which is wrong. It's crossing, the, crossing boundaries. Congresswoman Marionette Miller-Meeks revealed she's receiving credible death threats and a barrage of threatening calls after withdrawing her support for Jordan. You know, it's one time in my life that I uh, really don't like criticizing Bacon. <laughs> He was the one that Brian Kilmeade uh, uh, didn't know he was uh, on a live mic and, and called him a Dumas, as yeah. they say in French. <laughs> Dumas. Um, an expected vote coming again today. 
Yesterday, as we were leaving, we told you that the vote was uh, going to be coming up. I predicted that uh, Jim Jordan would lose more support. That oh. indeed did happen. He went from 20 people who voted for others to 22 people who voted for others. And uh, as seeing no pathword forward yesterday afternoon, they said that that would be their final vote until today. Haven't heard confirmation today, but they were, that, that was the uh, plan. This is how it sounded yesterday. Mr. Speaker, I rise for the purpose uh, of placing in nomination the name of the Honorable Jim Jordan for the position of uh, Speaker of the House at the direction of the Republican Congress. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan struggled again to reach the 217 votes needed to become Speaker on Wednesday failing to hit his target on the second day of voting in the House. Jordan fell even further short of his goal during the second round of voting, winning just 199 votes from fellow Republicans. 22 Republicans voted for someone other than Jordan, and all Democrats opposed him. One day earlier, Jordan lost 20 Republican votes during the first round of voting on Tuesday. The House Republican Conference has been in chaos since a small group of lawmakers led by Congressman Matt Gates ousted former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, with seemingly no plan for how to move forward from there. The House went into recess Wednesday after the vote. Jordan's bid for the speakership came after a short-lived attempt from House Majority Leader Steve Scalise to seek the gavel. Scalise initially won the nomination from GOP lawmakers before withdrawing. He also did not have 217 votes and did not see a way to get them. What comes next remains unclear. Jordan could try to persuade his colleagues in closed-door meetings before requesting a third vote. His predecessor, McCarthy, couldn't clinch the speakership until the 15th round of voting. Jordan could also withdraw and return to his post as the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. That would leave Republicans back where they started with no speaker and no obvious path to finding one. Other Republicans have suggested giving Speaker Pro Tempore Patrick McHenry more powers in the meantime, so legislative business can resume while the leadership mess continues to unfold. Sarah Bedford for the Washington Examiner. So, another planned vote. If you're curious mm-hmm. how uh, Idaho's contingent uh, voted, Congressman Russ Fulcher voted for Jordan yesterday. Mm-hmm. Same as the day before. Mike Simpson did not. He voted for Steve Calise. Scalise. Same as the day before. Simpson said, I voted for Steve Calise, uh, Scalise rather, because he rightfully earned our conference nomination and deserved the opportunity to be considered before the full House of Representatives. Somebody needs to point out to uh, Congressman Simpson that uh, Steve Scalise has withdrawn his name. Well, I don't think it matters to Congressman Simpson because I don't think he's a big fan of Jim Jordan. And I think that's a a vote against Jim Jordan more than it is a vote for Steve Scalise. I guess you could always say uh, you could vote here instead of voting for somebody who says that they don't want to be considered for the the Speaker of the House. Present, yeah, they always say present. Or present, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and once again, this comes amid reports that there is a lot of drama behind the scenes in the closed-door sessions. Yelling, screaming. You heard uh, right there Congressman Bacon saying that uh, he and his wife have been getting death threats for not voting for uh, Jordan. That's too bad. That is that is too bad. Um, this, I mean, quite frankly, there's so much drama here that you could turn this into a movie or, or maybe even a Broadway show. Let's sit down together. 
Let's look at the places that we can change our behavior. Welcome, monsieur. Sit yourself down and watch the wackest show in town. What an ordeal, some GOP. More like the real housewives of D.C. Thought his goose was cooked. A speaker has not been elected. Thought his dreams were tossed. This slimy, climy man boy who damn near lost. Let's just take a pause. I don't believe that's the case because... Speaker of the house, cunning little chap. Cover is conservative even full of crap. Thirsty as a fish, quick to compromise. Only took the month. Got 15 tries. No one at the office likes him, and he's never dressed too nice. His suits come off the rack at Marshalls, and his gavel's Fisher Price. Speaker of the house, doling out the bribes. Awesome when she's giving Susan Lucci vibes. Kissing off the left, paying off the right, pushing an agenda of revenge and spite. Never will he leave the circus. Moral power, hungry whore. They hated Nancy. Can't see why they wouldn't hate you more. Um, once again, if Good you grief. like Les Miserables, <laughs> glad you edited that a bit. Pretty, pretty, pretty cleverly done. Yeah, that was edited quite a bit, by the way. Um, Seven thirteen. Uh, David calling us from California, listening uh, online. What's the matter, David? Can't you pick us up on six seventy a.m.? Oh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, I was uh, driving along on a spooky night one night, and the aliens picked me up, and they stuck something way up my nose. And I can get all the channels, but they, you just don't want to watch me too. <laughs> right, wow. You are right. lucky they went <laughs> for your nose. Are you sure they stuck it up your nose? <laughs> well, I don't like to pick around there. Hey, well, uh, you know, regarding our property... You know, America is our property. We pay some taxes on April 15th, and we hire a guy to go to Congress and act as our representative to make sure that the money uh, is invested uh, wisely and that some of it comes back to our district, right? So we've been scammed for over 100 years when they refused to allow... uh, the original Constitution said we'd have a representative for a district that would be 30,000 people. 30,000, and now that would make like 15,000 congressmen right now. And in the 18, uh, 1800s, they bumped it up to 60,000 per district. But then in 1914, the same Congress that gave us the Federal Reserve suckered us into limiting Congress to 435 members. So now you got to, if you ever seen the size of the district that Lauren Boebert has, she's got three quarters of Colorado. She's got the whole lower half, and she's got the whole western half. And the, the whole idea that uh, a district can be that massive and that one person is supposed to know all of the different needs of all of the different parts of that district so that they can get something done for all of those different territories and the taxes that people are hard dear to pay in I, I, actually comes back as something nice. I heard the lower half has no complaints. <laughs> Chris. Oh, she, you know, well, think of, think of the Air Force Academy. I so mean, question, question for you. We're, just, we're, we're up on time here. I'm sorry to hurry on. I just yeah. want a really quick answer. How many um, representatives in Congress do you think we should have it, it, right now? 
A well, thousand? Enough so that there's, you know, you got deserts and you got mountains. You yeah, got, no, uh, I, I, I get that. Fronts, you got rivers, you got all sorts of different terrain, and everybody de- has a different need, and the congressman needs to be a specialist on their district. So, once if again, I'm going to ask you the question again. How many do you think we need? Number wise, give me a give me a round well, number. Well, as America, actually, I like the idea of thirty thousand because it so you want you want thirty thousand congressmen in Congress making be, making a hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. It get, becomes difficult to get somebody bribed to such a degree that everybody <laughs> gets cheated, and that's where the Speaker of the House comes in because death threats. To get the Speaker of the House. And then the, the laughable part about this guy, Jordan, in 18 years he's been there, he personally has never gotten a single bill passed. In 18 years. How useless are you if you can't even do one in a year? But if you can't do one in 18 years, and then they're going to put him in charge of getting all the bills passed, I mean, because that's what the Speaker of the House does, right, is, is to make sure he's traffic manager for, uh, for all of the, the bills in Congress. Yeah, I, 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 I will disagree with you. The Speaker's job is not to get bills passed. That is not his job. Well, because then, that, then you don't want America to go forward. You want it to be dead stop, so some company boss will be able to say, "This is a company town now." You shut up and, and no, no. Are, but, are you I assuming that sure. every every law we have on the books right now is, is perfect good? and yeah. doesn't need to be altered? Because or, or every bill you, you can, is good. Yeah, you you can kill some of the bills too. Yeah, and, and oh, by the and way, then, you you said it is the speaker's job to get them passed. That is not the speaker's job. The speaker's job oversees it. That's not the speaker's job, and there are good and bad bills. There, there are lots of bills that don't get passed. It's not the job of the speaker to say, Meaning. "Hey, this is a a bad bill, so I'm not going to do anything on this." Yeah, we've said that before. That sometimes the legislature doesn't pass anything for several weeks, and we're thinking, "Well, good, they didn't pass anything stupid." KBOI News. Thanks for the phone call. KBOI News Time seven seventeen. Need to take a uh, break. When we come back, uh, coming up, Jeremiah Bates will be with us. Uh, looking like the stock futures opening up uh, a little bit uh, on the way here in about uh, fifteen minutes. Jeremiah will be with us coming up here next. Casper and Chris on KBOI dot com. We are News Talk. KBOI. Uh, stock market, not great yesterday. However, ahead of the opening here in about uh, seven or eight minutes, looking pretty good. Um, however, we're going to talk about something that most people consider to be really, really boring. However, for the last uh, five, six months, doesn't seem this is boring, and maybe we should be investing in this. Maybe. Maybe. All right. <laughs> maybe. Let's it's talk, a, it's, let's it's talk a little bit about treasury bonds. It depends is the answer, right? It all comes down to you, the investor. What is your desired outcome? What is your financial target? And then you can back into, hey, is our, our bonds a good play right now? But what, where we've seen most of the volatility has been in the fixed income market. And we've seen this benchmark 10-year treasury yield basically hit 5% yesterday, which you know, we're, we're hovering again, again to 16-year highs, um, levels of the 10-year treasury yield that we haven't really seen since 2007. So again, bonds are generally boring. There's not much activity going on there. They're usually looked at as a hedge against volatility. You know, if the stock market's going down, generally bond prices are going up. But that clearly hasn't been the case. And, you know, Mike, you mentioned, yeah, over the past six months, it's been wild. I would argue it's been pretty wild since 2020. <laughs> if you go back to 2020, the 10 year treasury yield, it was around one half of 1%, 0.5% wow. at its low point. 
And the reason was you had investors frightened by the pandemic and they ditched equities and they all that money went into risk-free treasuries. And that's when the federal funds rate was just basically barely above zero. So again, what we've seen that and the reason why that price was down is because again, it's that inverse relationship between price right. and yield. When now, the price goes down, Yield goes up. When price goes up, yield goes down. So obviously with the yields going up, what that means is the 10 year treasure, the price of that 10 year treasury yield is going down. So to go back to your question, or I guess your point, the point that you made around, Hey, should, should you buy into it? Should it be looked at something that, that you want to hold on to? You got to remember if you're, if you're holding on to bonds in your portfolio right now, if you're holding on to a fixed income ETF, or a mutual fund like in your 401k. Yeah, that it's getting beat up. That price you look at it and you're like, "Geez, that is just getting smoked." Um, that's where that's where it's tough. That that's where it's hard to see that price of that price right. value drop significantly. But if you have cash on the sidelines and you want to go in and lock in a near 5% yield on a 10-year treasury note, it's hard to argue against that. Now I'm not going to say go in and dump all your money into there, but maybe taking a dollar cost average approach, slowly dipping your toes in there. If you want to be a little bit more nimble, you can go a shorter duration, meaning don't go 10 years. Find a U.S. Treasury, you can do a, uh, you can do a 90 day, six month, even a one or two year. We're up on time here, but uh, there's also a bad side of this. As the Treasury uh, note hit 5% this week, mortgage rates also hit 8%. So it's the, it's the benchmark, it's the benchmark rate that many things are tied to, to include mortgage rates. So yeah, looking at the mortgage rate, that is a, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're looking to uh, acquire a mortgage here in the near future. All right. Uh, looking ahead to the opening being a little bit up today. We'll keep an eye on that, get more updates throughout the day and talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, gents. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 740, 48 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 in Verizon Wires. Remember, you can always email us also, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com, text us. Same as our uh, main number. Just wanted to make a, a comment uh, we had talked to. I think his name was David from California listening online. Um, and I, I, he thinks we need more congressmen, more representatives in Congress. And, and I asked him, I said, so um, just give us a round number and what you think the number of congressmen that we need. And his answer was 30,000 more congressmen. Keep in mind, we currently uh, pay about $75 million a year right now in salaries for our congressmen. If we were to follow David's advice and had that many congressmen, we would then have to come up with $5.1 billion per year as opposed to $74-$75 million per year. If we're going to change all the rules anyway, let's not pay them. It's a volunteer job. It's a volunteer job. Yeah. We don't want our, our best and brightest. Obviously, we probably don't have our best okay, and brightest could, anyway. Maybe we give them like a per diem or something so not just the rich people will run. <laughs> or volunteer. Yeah. You said you had a comment from somebody who was uh, commenting on our drone, Amazon drones. Oh, yeah. Hang on here. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. That would be DB. Cooper, it's actually Billy C. DB Billy C. Cooper. He says, "Oh, goody! I can stay at home on the couch and do drone jackings now." What kind of jackings are you doing on the couch now, there, Billy? 
I think you're going to have to get off your couch unless you're going to jack your own drones, I guess. Because uh, this well, is a story. The, the, ca- the couch had, might be out in the front yard. I mean, we're... this is a story we had announced earlier that uh, beginning today in uh, Texas, Amazon is going to begin testing drone drop-offs of uh, pharmacy prescriptions. So they're just testing it in one place to see how it's going to work in Texas. But um, you and I both mentioned it's like you know what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's in theory, the it sounds like a we, good idea, right? The good news is we sent your prescription. The bad news is it's somewhere over eastern Oregon. Also, I had uh, a little bit of good news I wanted to pass along. because I didn't even realize um, that this had been happening. Um, Dick Vitale, who has been uh, battling cancer off and on for uh, the last, uh, last number of years, um, has been battling vocal cord cancer most recently. I didn't realize he hasn't been able to speak mm. for seven months. No voice for seven months. Um, he was uh, at his doctor yesterday and posted an uh, emotional, uh, emotional message on uh, X, formerly known as uh, Twitter, from his doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. This is the first time I've been able to speak. I'm emotional. I'm excited. I didn't speak now. you got to understand, for seven months, you're the first people hearing my voice in a long, long time. But here is the best, Dr. Zytels. Dick had gone through a number of procedures to manage the disease, and then he's done remarkably well. The tissues are all healed, because I see no evidence of the cancer whatsoever. Take care. I love all of you, and I thank all of you for your prayers and your unbelievable love you've sent me. It meant so much to me. I tell you, it's been tough. But boy, I just say, have faith. Think positive, and I've tried to do that. God bless all of you. Good for him. Mm. Sounds an awful lot like Robert Kennedy Jr. Shoot the rock, baby. He's got the legs to go coast to coast. I don't know if he's ever going to get his voice uh, back enough to do um, (coughs) broadcasting, basketball broadcasting. I mean, he absolutely loves the game. He loved his job. It would be cool if he uh, does, but I mean, he's got to be close to his 80s right now, doesn't he? Probably in his 80s. In his 80s, yeah. So, I mean, but it's good. You heard from the doctor there. Um, cancer is cleared up, and for the first time in seven months, he is uh, able to talk. So that's some really good news. Good for him. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. And one more time with Chris, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Place to go, not only for breakfast, not only for lunch, and don't forget breakfast, whenever they're open. You know, If you come in at 2 o'clock, just before 2 o'clock, you're still able to get breakfast and check out the menu. Find out all the delicious items. You, you want uh, an endorsement from both Chris and I? Uh, try out their chicken fried steak. Man, oh man, maybe the best you're ever going to have, pork belly in downtown Cuna. Thick, too. There are two Division One college football games tonight. 6-0 James Madison plays at 4-2 and Marshall on ESPN. And three and three Rice meets three and three Tulsa on ESPN two. Both games start at five p.m. on Wednesday. Florida International beat Sam Houston State thirty three twenty seven. New Mexico State dominated UTEP twenty eight seven. Liberty improved to seven and zero, defeating Middle Tennessee forty two thirty five. South Alabama stomped Southern Mississippi fifty five to three. And Jacksonville State from Alabama beat Western Kentucky 20-17. to Tonight in the NFL, Jacksonville from Florida plays at New Orleans at 6 p.m. on Amazon Prime.
Boise State sophomore running back Ashton Genty was named Wednesday to the Associated Press midseason All-America football first team. Genty is one of only two group of five players to earn first-team honors. The other is Old Dominion linebacker Jason Henderson. Genty was also recognized by the Associated Press as the nation's top all-purpose player. ESPN and CBS Sports also named Genty the nation's top all-purpose player this week. Genty leads the nation with 1,264 all-purpose yards, which is unusual for someone who doesn't return kicks or punts in addition to their uh, other job as running back. He also leads the nation in total touchdowns, total points scored, points scored per game, first downs recorded, yards after contact, causing missed tackles, and yards after catch for non-wide receivers. Boise State faced the All-American quarterback and one of the All-American wide receivers in the opening game of the season, quarterback Michael Penix Jr. and wide receiver Rome Odunzi of Washington. Bronco opponent Muhammad Kamara of Colorado State was named a second-team edge rusher. Also this week, Boise State head coach Andy Avalos announced that team captain and linebacker DJ Schramm has returned to practice after missing the last three games with injuries. The Broncos have this weekend off and will play Wyoming at Albertson Stadium October 28th. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The price of the most popular streaming service going up. Netflix bumping up the cost of its cheapest ad-free plan from 10 to 12 bucks a month. And the most expensive plan is going from 20 to 23 bucks. Its lowest cost plan with ads will stay at $7. The news comes as the streaming service said it added almost 9 million new customers last quarter. Man, Bidenomics does seem to be working, doesn't it? Mm. Gotta love it. It's it's doing stuff. Another uh, price increase. Again, second time this year. Who do they think they are, Idaho Power? <laughs> The Public Utilities Commission. The new price hike uh, hitting Netflix basic and premium tiers. Each option is now $2 more expensive than it used to be. $11.99 for basic, and it's up to $22.99 for premium. $23 if you have premium service. Pricing of Netflix's cheapest option, which uh, includes ads, will remain at $7. Standard tier will stay at $15.49. $15.49. By the way, if you're thinking, hey, I've got uh, a month to enjoy this before I drop it because I don't want to pay the new price hike, uh, no, the adjustments are starting today, Netflix said in the letter that they wrote to their shareholders yesterday. Netflix defended their pricing tier, saying, our starting price is extremely competitive with other streamers, and it's much less expensive than a movie ticket. I don't like the price of movie tickets either. <laughs> Hulu's cheapest plan, by the way, seven ninety nine per month. Yeah. HBO's is nine ninety nine. Both of their uh, cheapest also include ads. Netflix, you remember, recently started cracking down on password sharing, forcing people who were sharing a crown, uh, an account across many households to start paying more, or charging people who were sharing their passwords just with their own other televisions even more. So it's gotten to the point you can't even share across televisions that you may have in other places. Streamer told shareholders that the effort has been working and that they lost very few people when they started that and when they raised the prices earlier this year. 
which basically, if you read between the lines, they're going to continue to raise prices <laughs> yeah. until they start to lose customers. That, it does seem to be what that means, doesn't right? it? Right? Yeah. Like, well, if, I mean, if it's not costing us anything when we raise prices and people are just willing to continue paying the higher price, then we're just going to keep raising it because, you know, we want our stockpayers or our stockholders to uh, be able to make uh, a lot more money on this. You always hear, and I, I, I've seen this even since this was announced yesterday on social media, um, people saying, well, that's it. I, I'm, I'm getting rid of my Netflix. You saw the same thing last time mm-hmm. when they said that the price hike was going up. Uh, or that they announced their price hikes, and then they announced that there was not going to be uh, any more sharing of passwords. Um, so many people say, oh, that's I'm done with Netflix. That's it. I'm done. Um, apparently, they just said that. They didn't actually do anything about it. That's based on uh, their share price and the number of prescribers that they uh, announced during the meeting yesterday that they have not appreciably lost very many subscribers since their last price hike and uh the crackdown on sharing so once again uh when you get your next bill next month the uh, increase in price will be starting today gonna get rid of netflix you have netflix don't you yeah gonna get is this enough to make it uh, uh hurt enough no debbie has about 19 programs that she watches on netflix so i'm thinking we'll just bite the bullet i have a funny feeling that's the way a lot of people feel mm-hmm We'll find out. KBY News Time, uh, seven fifty six. Phone lines open once again. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Want to win uh, four tickets to the Idaho Steelhead? Stick around. We'll tell you how you can do that coming up next. Your home of the pros was for fifty years. Six seventy KBOI Boise ninety three point one KBOI FM New Plymouth News Talk KBOI from ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. The Israel-Hamas war, the focus of an address tonight from President Biden. The White House says President Biden tonight in his primetime address from the Oval Office will outline for the American people what's at stake around the world with wars taking place in Ukraine and Israel and explain how that connects to their own lives. Deputy National Security Advisor John Finer on ABC's Good Morning America says the president will also say why this is a moment in which uh, the administration needs to respond and uh, we believe that Congress as well uh, needs to act to make sure that we have the resources to be able to continue our leadership. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Meantime, humanitarian aid is headed into Gaza, brokered by the U.S. About 20 trucks of food, water, and other supplies allowed in as a test, organized during President Biden's trip to the region. And questions still surround a deadly attack on a hospital in Gaza, widely believed to be from an errant Palestinian militant missile and not an Israeli airstrike. Former State Department official Colonel Steve Ganyard says there appears to be evidence to prove it. What looks like burning fuel, residual fuel, much more fire than you would normally see out of high explosive ordnance. More than 4,800 people killed in the conflict so far. The fight for a new House Speaker expected to go up for a vote again today for a third time. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan so far failing to get the nod as some of his holdouts report anonymous threats and harassment. Congressman Don Bacon says he's been flooded with calls. His wife even hit with menacing messages. My wife's been getting anonymous texts and anonymous phone calls trying to compel her to force me to change my vote, which is wrong. It's crossing the crossing boundaries. Congresswoman Mary Nett Miller Meeks revealed she's receiving credible death threats and a barrage of threatening calls after withdrawing her support for Jordan. ABC's Rachel Scott. Weekly unemployment numbers from the Labor Department show 13,000 fewer claims than the week before. You're listening to ABC News. 
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A24, Casper. and poll from the University of Virginia's Center for Politics. A large portion of Americans on both sides of the aisle favor getting rid of democracy and imposing violence on their political opponents, among other authoritarian measures. The poll surveyed 2008 registered voters between August 25th and September 11th. 31% of Donald Trump supporters and 24% of President Joe Biden supporters said democracy is no longer viable and an alternative system should be tried. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in this morning, we have our phone lines open. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. We have got some emails. We have got some text messages uh, in on this because we ask, uh, do, do you agree with any of this? Because there were some pretty big numbers. None of them were the majority, but there was a large minority. Once again, these were over 2,000 registered voters who were asked. The margin of error on this poll was plus or minus 2.2 percentage points. 41% of Biden supporters, 38% of Trump supporters, when asked whether it is acceptable to employ violence to stop political opponents from attaining their goals, said yes. Kelly of Nampa says about those polls, who did them? And to note, I have never been polled. And for the uneducated, we are supposed to be a republic. So sorry for the ignorance. We are doomed at this rate. We uh, actually are not a republic. We are a democratic republic. We're not a democracy. We're not a republic. We're a democratic republic. Have you ever been polled? Yes. Yeah, I've been polled tons of times. Yeah. Um, by the way, the report we just played for you told you who did the polling. So with your, with your question, they told you uh, off the top of my head, I want to say, I'm, I'm not even going to say because I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was uh, a university poll. I want to say Virginia. Play the beginning of that there's, again. There's Quinnipiac, there's Marist. Play, play the beginning. According to a recent poll from the University of Virginia's Center. There you go. There you go. University of Virginia. Um. Mark writes in, I can't believe you guys pick such inane subjects. Why not discuss pro-choice and how our present Supreme Court decision turns the USA into an uh, apartheid nation like South Africa used to be? Or how our free-wheeling gun laws enable killers much easier ways to fulfill their sick dreams of grandeur? You guys are like a little kid running around with a can of gasoline at a smoker's convention. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. The reason we didn't discuss that is because what you said is not true. So why would we discuss how the United States is a apartheid nation? Now, if on Open Phones Friday, if you want to say that you don't believe in the Second Amendment, feel free and call us. That's what Fridays is all about. When you want to say stupid stuff, you can do that on Fridays. We let everybody talk about anything they want to talk about. Uh, Clint from Boise, listening on 93.1 FM, sent in a text message. says, I don't think polls represent real data. 
First, it depends on your polling pool. Is it wide and diverse enough to get accurate data? Second, think of being asked to do a survey. It's easy to check a box. It says violence is okay, but then take that same group hurt somebody close to one of them, and then ask them the same question. People will say one thing and then do another when it affects them. Third, the poll refers to Trump supporters or Biden supporters. What about Republicans who don't want Trump or Democrats that uh, don't want Biden? That's from Clint. My guess is those are large groups. Mm-hmm. They're the largest groups. People who would prefer a youth movement, and by youth I mean, you know, people under 75. And as uh, it was mentioned in the report, these were registered voters who, who were polled in this thing. And, and you make some valid points. You're 100% right. Somebody may say, I think it's okay to enact violence on a political opponent, opponent to stop them from reaching their mm-hmm. goal uh, until that happens to you. Right. And you would probably change your mind pretty quickly, right? I, I might add to that. There are people who answer these things without a thought in their head because they're idiots. That's also true. Uh, Paul writes in, in this poll, did it identify what nations these countries, uh, these people, I think he says these countries came from. I think he means these people come from. It could make a big difference because a lot of our immigrants who are registered to vote, whether legally or not, these actions are common. Not just registered voters. Yeah, just registered voters. Didn't say where they come. I don't think it makes a difference. If you're a registered voter, you're still a registered voter. Mm-hmm. Um, no name on this one says, Mike, you should know that surveys and statistics can prove whatever or tell whatever story you want if you look at the right data. I think you do know that. Doesn't mean we can't report what other people are finding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person kind of weighs kind of on the same level here. It says, uh, I don't believe your stupid poll. First of all, it's not my stupid poll. Um, I believe once more you don't report the news. Once again, I'm not reporting news. That was a poll from the University of Virginia. You attempt to create news. Ever since you proved your station couldn't be trusted during COVID, you try to create a narrative. There are no, repeat, no Trump supporters that support violence or want to do away with the First Amendment. I challenge you to find one in your audience, and if you, of course... Uh, and of course, you'll find those who are against democracy. Democracy stinks. We're a republic. We still know the difference. Okay, no? I don't know why you don't believe our stupid poll. I believe you're stupid. <laughs> Once again, the, I'm sorry. Did my microphone go off? Yeah, it, it kind of cut out there. Once again, the people polled are not a member of our audience. I don't believe people in our audience also, as you say, at least I hope. We haven't got one call or email yet that say violence is okay to stop goals from your political opponent. Most of them are a lot nicer than you, by the way. <laughs> that doesn't mean that the the people that were polled, there weren't people that, that feel that way. As for polling, yes, I, I know that there is a margin for error. I know that you can read things into things when it comes to polling. Um, but if all polls were bad, there would be no polls. You you would not have people paying millions and millions of dollars a year for various polling statistics and data. So they do serve a purpose. Just because you don't like them doesn't, or you don't like the answers that some people give, doesn't mean that the poll 
isn't somewhat correct. Polling companies would be out of business if nobody believed in polls. Now, you have the right to believe in polls or not, or follow the polls or not. That is completely up to you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to weigh in uh, on the thoughts? I still would like to hear. If we do, and, and we had one person who wrote in an email, doesn't think anybody would uh, want to see violence happen to their political opponents. If you are somebody who believes in some of the things that were stated in this poll, political violence, uh, stopping an election in times of crisis, if you believe that, and here's one that I know is true, and you can claim that this poll isn't right, because we have a group of people trying to secede from the state which they're a part of. Now, granted, they don't want to secede from the nation and become their own nation, but there are how many, 15, 13, 15 different counties or more in Oregon who want to secede and become a part of greater Idaho. So that part of the thing uh, of the polling is is true because we know there is a movement right now to try and secede from Oregon and become a part of greater Idaho because of politics. They don't like the politics of Oregon. They more align with the politics of Idaho. So some of this stuff is true. Uh, if you believe in some of the other stuff, I'm just curious. I'm putting it out there for your listeners, for our listeners this morning. And if you don't want to share your name, that's perfectly fine. We can keep you anonymous. But if you believe in any of the other parts of this polling uh, that came back, love to hear from you and your uh, thoughts. L- Lyle wrote it in. He says that guy who wrote in probably only believes in the poll his mama dances around. <laughs> oh, I get it. Thanks, Lyle. Oh, that was a little rude. Ouch. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. According to a recent poll from the University of Virginia's Center for Politics, a large portion of Americans on both sides of the aisle favor getting rid of democracy and imposing violence on their political opponents, among other authoritarian measures. The poll surveyed 2008 registered voters between August 25th and September 11th. 31% of Donald Trump supporters and 24% of President Joe Biden supporters said democracy is no longer viable and an alternative system should be tried. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Another email from Now It Makes Sense. Mike at KBON, this person writes, it may uh, not be your stupid poll, but as the hosts of your show, why do you bring up such a stupid poll? Um, well, for the same reason that I read your stupid email. Tell us the questions they ask when you repeat such garbage. Americans are not in favor of violence against their political opponents. Oh, wait. What again is happening to Trump? Oh, and the poll makes sense now. Real everyday Americans do not support violence. The leadership of the Democratic Party, on the other hand, this poll must have queried the leadership of the Democrat and Rhino's party. Um, no name on this one. I will just point out to you uh, the fact, by the way, and this is a fact, former President Donald Trump and Republican Representative Paul Gosar of uh, Arizona suggested that outgoing chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, Army General Mark Milley was a traitor who deserved to be executed. <coughs> Execution is a form of violence, by the way. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't have 
a nonviolent execution. Oh, look, he just kind of went to sleep on his own. That's not an execution. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I mean, I mean, don't get us wrong. We appreciate you writing in because clearly you don't think you're an nincompoop. And we appreciate you listening. And we don't mind that you disagree with us. Not at all. You can disagree with us, even if you're wrong. Wayne writes in, uh, the poll that you're talking about is truly depressing. Uh, it is. In my opinion, a reflection of several generations of poor education in the United States and civics beyond that. I wonder if we get away from this mindset if we would quit relying on federal government for everything, reinstitute or strengthen the concepts of personal freedom and responsibility, and return many of the functions of government to the citizens and local governments. For example, education, welfare, health care, and many others. Kenny in Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI, listening online this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. When did the United States become a third uh, world country to go to violence to take people out? We're supposed to be uh, a country that doesn't want that kind of violence. That last guy, he is definitely a nincompoop. You know, <laughs> I mean, you guys do such a great job. Do I agree with everything you do? No. Sometimes you guys piss me off by playing the devil's advocate. <laughs> You know, you you do realize, Kenny, that not all the times are we playing devil's advocate. Sometimes we, you know, we actually believe. But I will say, and once again, Kenny, everybody has the right to disagree with us. That's what this show is about. It's okay to disagree. You know, vigorous debate is good. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not, but not violent to kill somebody. That's not good. Yes, that's not good. I agree with you. Yeah. And so... People need to wake up and stop being a nincompoop and stop electing these Democrats, and I think we get back on track. Uh, thank you for the call, Kenny, um, and thank you, Chris, for coming up with a new word that seems everybody is going to be using a lot today, nincompoop. Oh, it's an old word. Oh, I know. My grandmother used to use it all the time, and it's been about that long since I had heard it before. I actually use it two, three times a day. <laughs> uh, text message, a nation without moral foundation will inevitably devolve into violence and totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. Americans have thrown off Christianity and its incumbent moral restraints. The poll is probably, unfortunately, accurate. We'll take a break. When we come back, the Jihad Squad. We'll talk about them and what happened in uh, Israel this week. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 9.05 into the final hour this morning. Phone lines are open if you want to take part. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. You can also text us. Uh, same as our main number. Uh, email in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, Just for your information, execution has always been the response to treason since the founding of our country. That doesn't make Trump violent. I didn't say he was violent. I said he pushed the narrative of having Milley executed. He doesn't get to decide as president, or in this case, former president, who does commit treason or who should or should not be put to death. He said Milley should be executed. That's violence. Even if it is, if he, and he hasn't, by the way, hasn't even been accused by anybody other than Trump of being treasonous, even if he is or would be found guilty of treason, 
execution is still violence. So proposing that he be executed is still proposing violence, Mm -hmm. no matter how you look at it. Uh, By the way, this person goes on, and I'm still waiting for the first Trump or Biden supporter to call or write in and claim they support violence. If almost a third of each party does, surely you have one in your audience. I believe this poll is pushing a belief that isn't true. Why do you think they want us to believe this narrative? I'm glad you brought that up because we did ask if you believe in any of the things in this poll, as some of the minority believed, go ahead and write us. Here's one that wrote us. Well, let me be the first listener to be pro-violence. I think a good smacking around may have some positive effects on our politicians. It would let them know that there will be consequences for the inappropriate actions. I would not condone going straight to death like you seem to be implying. There are levels of violence. You don't have to go straight to the ultimate final punishment. It would also change the face of politics because it would be replaced with honest people that don't need violence to understand we the people rule. Pro-violence, I would just say to you, and you're right, violence isn't just killing or attempting to kill somebody, but like you said, you believe in smacking somebody around because you don't believe with their political goals. Well, what, I mean, the the average age in Congress is, what, 107? (laughs) Something close to that. If you smack those people around, they are going to die. You're going to kill them, yeah. Yeah. And my question to you would be, who gets to decide who gets smacked around? Do you get to decide that? Is there a committee that we put together and say, hey, we're going to commit violence and smack this particular senator around because we don't believe in what he says? Mm-hmm. We want to have uh, Jim Jordan hidden with a uh, stick because we don't want him to be Speaker of the you House, know, and we need him to drop out. So if we hit him enough, we think he'll drop out. Who gets to decide that? Do you know what uh, kind of government the most people love? Believe it or not, it's a dictatorship, and I'll tell you why. In a dictatorship, one person loves it, and it's the person who's a dictator. In charge of <laughs> Every other government, nobody likes it. Uh, so they, they win one to zero. One more, and then uh, we'll move on uh, with another subject. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to allow you to uh, call in or, or talk about it if you want by emailing us. Uh, just heard the uh, stats on how many people want to try a different political system other than a democracy. Instead, how about we try democracy but with all new leadership, new president? New House of Representatives. Guess what? We are, allowed, we are allowed to do that. We, we can't sweep everybody away at the same time uh, without voting that way. But, like, for instance, uh, if we don't like who Idaho sends, we can send somebody else. And the other states can do the same. Yeah. Every so many years, we get to fire people if we don't like, like them. And you, personally, without getting anybody else involved, can always vote for or against whomever you like. Or don't. Or both. Wanted to uh, talk about this before the end of the show today. Uh, Two members of the Jihad Squad, as I call them, Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, rushed to Twitter yesterday to repeat Hamas's claim that Israel had bombed a Gaza hospital, killing 500 civilians. Did they have a time machine? As though it were fact. They reported this after it had been confirmed that it was the Palestinian uh, jihad terrorist group that had accidentally bombed the hospital. 
Omar tweeted, Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, just like that. Tlaib tweeted, bombing a hospital is among the gravest of our war crimes. The IDF reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war. It is horrific. These tweets, by the way, now that it has been proved wrong by video, intelligence intercepts, and photographs are still there. They have not deleted their tweets. Yesterday, even after the news came out that it was the jihad terrorists who had accidentally had the bomb blow up, the missile blow up, whatever it was, near the hospital that killed people, was at a uh, rally and had this to say. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and some of you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this, but all of you, you need to know, I swear to God, Allah, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? Stop it with trying to try to politicize this. Well, that tweet didn't age well. House Democrat leaders uh, affirmed that assessment, uh, by the way, yesterday, but they declined to call on Omar or Tlaib to retract their false claims blaming Israel for the deaths of 500 civilians. Former Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told the National Review that intelligence says that there was no evidence that Israel was behind the bombing, but when asked if members of the Democratic caucus should delete tweets blaming Israel, Pelosi said, quote, I don't know who's doing what. I really haven't paid attention to other members and what they're doing. Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries said after being informed that Tlaib and Omar had blamed Israel and the president for the bombing, said, I haven't seen any of those comments. In other words, see no evil, hear no evil. I don't think either of them are very active on X. If To be fair, but there are plenty of politicians who are. If, um, as leadership, you don't have to be responsible uh, or beyond, beyond x or twitter or whatever but to say oh i have no idea about what you're talking about you you sound really ill-informed as uh, a leader of your caucus by the way latest news looks like they're not going to vote today uh jordan has said that he's not going to pursue it for right now you know what that means that means McHenry is is going to be propped up a little bit more they had their committee meeting starting at 11 which is nine o'clock our time so and, it took them, they're done. <laughs> took them 14 minutes to figure out Jordan doesn't have enough votes again today. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I think that means. Uh, late last night, one of the Jihad squad, Ilan Omar, did walk back her comments on X. 
stating uh, our office cited a report yesterday that the IDF had hit a Baptist hospital in Gaza. Since then, the IDF denied responsibility, and the U.S. intelligence assessment is this was not done by Israel, Omar wrote uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, it is a reminder that information is often unreliable and disputed in the fog of war, especially on Twitter, where misinformation is rampant. We all have a responsibility to ensure information we're sharing is from credible sources and to acknowledge as new reports come in, she added. Were you, were you uh, aware at all that uh, in, in Gaza, whether you consider it to be part of Israel, part of Palestine, you know, a Jewish state, a, uh, a Muslim state, that they had a Baptist hospital? I did not know I that. I did not know that either. I mean, it, it's nice that they, you know, put one there. Now, even though um, Omar did walk back her previous statements, she still had not deleted her tweet that originally spread the misinformation that she was saying that you need to be careful about spreading. Oh, Rico uh, wrote in, it would make for a good new Mad Max sequel, Mad Max Political Asylum. 208-336-3700. Pound, I'm going to stick with Thunderdome. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you'd like to weigh in, you can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. For those of you on the line, stay right where you're at. Uh, we will uh, get to you coming up here next. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 920, once again, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or text us. You have some breaking news uh, in this morning. Lawyer Sidney Powell has uh, pleaded guilty to reduce charges this morning over efforts to overturn Donald Trump's loss in the 2020 election in Georgia. She becomes the second defendant in the case to reach a deal with prosecutors. Powell, who was charged alongside Trump and 17 others with violating the state's anti-racketeering law, entered the plea just one day before jury selection was set to begin in her trial. She pleaded guilty to six misdemeanors, accusing her of conspiring to intentionally interfere with the performance of election duties. As part of the deal, she will serve six years of probation, no jail time. She'll be fined $6,000 and will have to write an apology letter to Georgia and its residents. She uh, also agreed to testify truthfully against her co-defendants at future trials. I can see that in using her problematic for the prosecution. And, and the only reason I say that, because once again, prosecution and defense lawyers will use any point of emphasis if you lie about something, right? And say, well, if you lied about that, how do we know you're not lying about this? How do we know yeah. that was a lie and this is the truth? And if what she's now saying is completely different by pleading guilty than what she was saying the entire time before. Uh, I see that once again used against her. And as she said, she's agreed to testify, test, testify truthfully. So when she get asked, why did you agree to plead guilty to the six misdemeanor charges? The obvious answer is because I was guaranteed I wasn't going to be going to prison. Yeah. Right? It's like if you, even if you don't think you're guilty, 
but your lawyer tells you um, you may not think you're oh, guilty. That's why but they have those. They, they have the proof to send you to prison for ten years. That's why they have Alfred pleas too. Yeah. I mean, an Alfred plea says uh, I'm not going to contest this because I think you have enough uh, to make me look, you know, guilty enough to send me to prison. But I am going to tell you I didn't do this, but I'll go along with whatever your sentence is because I pretty much have no choice anymore. Um, says it in better words than that. Ricky uh, writes in and said, you keep talking about the proof that the hospital was uh, bombed by the terrorist group, but you haven't said what that proof is. Um, no, I haven't, and I apologize. Maybe I should have. Um, there apparently is video proof, intelligence intercepts, and photographs that have come out in the uh, last 24 hours. And, and you have to... Israel said originally when this happened um, that it wasn't them. They didn't think it was them, but they said they needed to, more, to do more investigation because it could have easily been an accident that Israel did. And so they did the investigation, and now um, they have released the uh, actual proof. Part of that proof of the evidence, um, the release of drone pictures, that show an Israeli rocket was not the cause of the fatal hospital blast. The IDF also released a video they claim shows the misfired rocket launched by the Palestinian terrorist group. A recorded phone call between two Hamas terrorists was also posted online by the IDF. IDF data claims the deadly rocket was launched from Gaza before it failed close to the uh, Al-Ahai hospital. apologize if I'm getting that name wrong. Instead, Israel says the fatal blast was the result of a failed rocket launched by Palestinian terrorists. Meanwhile, Israeli TV broadcast footage appearing to show a rocket barrage being fired over the hospital from within the Gaza Strip. Now, the audio intercept begins with first Hamas operative saying, I'm telling you this is the first time that we see a missile like this falling, a second Militant responds, and so that's what we are saying. It belongs to the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That's a terrorist group that apparently has fired the rocket. The first speaker says what? Before the other replies, they're saying it belongs to Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The other person responds, it's from us? After a few seconds of silence, uh, the other one adds, uh, God bless it, couldn't have found another place to explode? Well. The recording also allegedly reveals that the deadly rocket was launched from a cemetery a short distance away. They shot it from the cemetery behind Al-Mamadani Hospital, and it misfired and fell on them, said the first operative. The pair then discusses the cemetery's location before the second speaker admits to knowing that it was located there. The recording was just one of several pieces of evidence Israel used to be able to deny its involvement in the hospital blast. So, Ricky, there, there was the uh, proof that Israel... Military administration uh, released as of yesterday. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. News coming up here next. Phone lines are open if you want to get through uh, on uh, the variety of subjects we can talk about this morning uh, and that we have talked about so far. Uh, we got some more emails on that uh, disturbing poll from the University of uh, Virginia. We'll uh, get to some of those, and if you want to weigh in, here's your chance to do it. 208-336-3700.
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Nine thirty-three. Got some phone lines open if you want to uh, weigh in this morning and be a part of the show. That's a great way to do it, other than just listening, which we uh, enjoy that you do, and thank you for doing that. But uh, being a part of the show, that's what it's all about. Uh, give us a call. 208-336-3700, That's toll-free from wherever you may be listening this morning. You can uh, also email Mike at KBOI.com and Chris at uh, KBOI.com. Um, another message. It, this is an email, once again, comes in from Mark again. Uh, Mark writes, it really makes no difference who bombed the hospital. It's what the Palestinians believe. Mark, I am not sure I have had so much stupidity come in in one morning show from one person. What do you mean it really makes no difference who bombed the hospital? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. You really believe that it makes no difference whatsoever who bombed the hospital? I can understand. I don't even know the, how to uh, respond to that. I can understand the point that he's going after. Uh, you know, which is, uh, I guess, simply. simply <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, no. I, I, the, the, the point. The point is that it does make a difference. Uh, what all the people think happened, because that's what they'll act upon, not on what actually happened. It'll be, you know, whatever's reported, whatever's circulated, whatever, uh, you know, people, whatever people think is, is th- going to be what's important. To I think the problem here that Mark has um, is that he doesn't know that there is a difference between Palestinians and Hamas or the jihad terrorist group. They aren't one and the same. Just because Hamas is located in a Palestinian area does not make them Palestinians who just want to get along and not have continuous nonstop war. So who bombed and who is responsible for this makes a huge difference, even to those in it innocent Palestinians who are having to be a part of this even though they don't want to be a part of it. Thanks to the terrorists who use them as shields and want to draw Israel into a war because they want to wipe out all Jews. They want to see an end to Israel forever. So, yeah, it makes a difference who did it, and it especially makes a difference that you can prove who did it so you get Palestinians who go, okay, these people that are here that are the terrorists trying to start this war really are bad. Because it does look bad. If this would have been proven that it was Israel, even if it was an accident, it would still be bad. So it makes a difference. Sorry, Mark. Uh, I think you need to take a breath and maybe take a couple of days off from texting us. Idaho boy uh, writes in, uh, I'm so sick of these idiots who think Israel has no right to defend themselves. They think they should just sit there and take it like some sort of even more twisted type of self 
flagellation just for existing. How do you have peace with a group of people who are in their charter seek your death? Critical thinking is antithetical to being a modern Marxist. You're not to think for yourself. That invites the truth, which is an enemy to the Marxism. Just listening and regurgitate current talking points. Alan and Eagle listening on uh, 670 AM. Good morning to you. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, man. Uh, this is Alan from Eagle, and you know I call in a lot, and I'm a retired veteran, so I consider myself a conservative and pretty level-headed. And I'm not going to defend what Mark said, but listen to my point of view and then tell me what you think. No matter what evidence will come out showing that somebody in Gaza, Hamas, whoever, bombed the hospital and not the Israelis, do you really think the entire Middle East is going to side with the Israelis? No matter what evidence comes out, they, they, they're convinced the Israelis did it, and nobody can convince them otherwise. Or, and, and you're right, like Iran, for example, you know, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, given absolute proof of what happened, they're just not going to believe it, even though they might know that it is not true. Because they have a narrative that they want to protect. Right? Just like the congresswoman who you played that was crying during that protest, she knows the Israelis didn't do it, but she went ahead with the protest anyway and lied about what she said emotionally to get the audience going and everything, and she doesn't care. She should care because there is an election coming up next year. Just for that one fact no, alone, unless she's, she's tired of being a congresswoman and doesn't think no. she, she's going to have any chance of winning anyway. Well, and I disagree with you. You need to look up her district, just like Ilan Omar. You need to look up her district. They're never going to be voted out. Never. Well, I guess we'll see next year, huh? Yep, I guess we will. Have a great day, man. Thank you for the you call, too. Alan. Thank you for the thoughts. Pro-violence writes, uh, well, since you ask who would be responsible for doling out the public violence against some of our politicians, it could go to a pool of people that uh, Senator or whoever is in question of being accused of. I think a public flogging, for example, would be appropriate. It wouldn't kill anybody, but boy, would it be a humbling experience getting a public spanking for your actions. Again, Who's to decide what deserved that? Yeah, that that's the other question. It's like, would the same people decide, okay, um, this deserves violence, so we're going to dole out this violence if, to this person if because you're on we the decided far, that. If you're on the far right, you think anything on the far left deserves punishment. If you're on the far left, you probably think anything on the far right deserves punishment as well. Do they, though? Well, the people who are on the, you know, in those particular... Uh, political belief systems wouldn't wouldn't tell you that they do. They would say, no, you're being unfair. Uh, Kenny writes in, good morning, fellas. Text message at 208-336-3700. Good morning, fellas. There seems to be an influx of ignorance this morning. Maybe these people need a good cup of Folgers and shut up and stop putting words in your mouth. That's from Kenny and Cuna. <laughs> um, another person writes in, no name on this one, says, how many innocent children and civilians were killed when Hamas invaded israel i don't hear any of those people complaining about that the ones who were killed well they're not going to complain because they're dead i think he's talking uh, uh, about the people that are complaining uh about the 
when it originally came out that Israel may have bombed the hospital mm, yeah. accidentally. Um, you you hear you hear those people now. The terrorists aren't going to complain about that. You also aren't going to hear maybe people um, living in the Gaza Strip area complain about it publicly either because they're living among the terrorists who are doing it and don't want to have retribution taken against them, right? Yeah. Fran and McCall writes, it seems some folks have forgotten what JFK said. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I'm guessing she's talking to you about the poll. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another email writes in, you're doing it again. I wrote in and told you 48 hours ago that there was already video out showing the hospital attack was the Gazans themselves. And now here you are pretending like it's new news today. Whatever. Palestinian leadership does like uh, to hide their munitions around schools and hospitals. So if Israel takes them out, they can say Israel files on children of the sick. This time they did it to themselves and tried to blame Israel. The audio you discussed was probably after the fact. We did say yesterday morning, uh, I don't know how well you listen, apparently not very well. We did claim that Israel said that they had video proof. They had not at the time of the show yesterday morning when we were talking about this released the proof. That was released after the show. Video, pictures released, and also the uh, audio that came out between the two terrorists, Hamas terrorists, that had them talking about the other uh, terrorist group, uh, was it uh, Jihad terrorist group, also located in Gaza, had accidentally done it. That all mm. was reported. Now, they were claiming that they had video proof. They just not had released it. And we said that. We said, hey, they claim they have proof. We don't know what that proof is as of yet or what it shows. Um, we now know what it does show. And that's why we reported it that way yesterday. We can't say, we couldn't say for a fact because Chris and I, neither one of us had seen the uh, actual video. But nobody had seen it as of yet other than the uh, officials in uh, Israel. Now we know different. Yeah. And now we're reporting different. Uh, another text message says, I support Trump. I'm not for violence. I also think that Democrats have already imposed violence multiple times between now and 2016. Make America great again if it's not too late. Did you get any of the uh, emails yesterday from uh, St. Luke's? No. Um, this one, Blaine writes in, uh, I received 28 of those St. Luke's text messages yesterday. I guess the text message is not emails. They are persistent. I'll give them that. Always love the show. Thanks for the Guns N' Roses tickets. Really excited to go. That's Blaine. <laughs> what, what's he talking about? Uh, apparently, St. Luke's sent out like nonstop text messages to certain people. I didn't get it. Um, I was wondering what uh, was going on yesterday because I started showing up, seeing on social media, a meme showing up, marked safe from receiving any text messages from uh, St. Luke's today. Mm. Uh, apparently, there was some sort of uh, glitch Ghost in the Machine, uh, whatever, that uh, sent out, like, nonstop text, back to back to back to back to back. So people that have, you know, the uh, ping that goes on your phone when you get a text. It's a ping, 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 28, 30, 40 times, and it was all the exact same text from St. Luke's Hospital. But you and I, did you get it? Derek didn't get one either, but apparently there were quite a few people that did get one yesterday. 
208-336. By the way, thanks, Blaine. Appreciate it. And congratulations on the Guns N' Roses tickets. I will mention, I believe Nate Shellman has more tickets. The final pair of Guns N' Roses tickets for you this afternoon. Guns N' Roses is going to be in town this weekend. You want your tickets? Listen in to Nate Shellman. He will have the final pair of Guns N' Roses tickets for you for free coming up on his show after 3. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Final segment if you want to get through. Final chance to uh, do that today. We're not done for the week. Tomorrow you'll be able to do it. And you'll be able to do a lot more if you'd like because it is Open Phones Friday tomorrow. Got a couple of quick instant messages. Mark says uh, Jim Jordan still believes that Trump won the election. That's why he's not speaker. People believe the damnedest things. Hey, I'm from Filer. Thank you, Mark. I'm from Twin. Uh Lisa Boyce, she says, why do people think two wrongs make a right? You can't judge a war by how polite one side or the other is or by how carefully they choose who they kill or hurt. War is just bad. Sometimes it's necessary to defend yourself against aggression, but it's never going to be something wonderful or nice or fair. If life were fair, the two people at the very peak of each side of the argument would do what Chris suggests all the time, Thunderdome. Two enter, one leaves, <laughs> conflict over. And if it they're too, work. and if they're too chicken to enter, conflict still over. Yeah. That's, it, the, that's it Lisa work. Boise. Thank you, Lisa. Good point, Lisa. Greg uh, in Meridian listening on six seventy AM. Good morning to you. Good morning to the two to, to the most co- two most common sense men in the valley. Let, let me just you know, it, you stay focused, you stay on track, and you have good comments. So all the people that send in their emails you know, remove all doubt about how stupid you are. But let me just say something. April 25th of 2023, I was helping a guy in the middle of Cherry Lane, got out to move some fencing and was hit by a car, an SUV going 45 miles per hour. I went through the windshield, sustained um, massive brain injuries, oh. landed on the pavement, had no pulse, was not breathing. I was gone. Folks, I was gone. You were dead. And I can tell you this isn't all there is to this side of the world. I didn't see the bright light. I didn't see that there's other stuff. But I was lucky enough to have two Ada County paramedics start CPR. And then the engine companies that defibrillated me. We have the best neurointensive care unit in Idaho. I spent 30 days in a coma and 30 days in rehab. Please, people, the world is full of chaos. Mike and Chris are trying to just get you to focus on the facts. But here's the deal. We have a beautiful day today. I wake up every morning with a different mindset than you might. I've been given another chance. Look for the good in this world. Look for the good. It's there. You just need to look. And if we just do that and we hug and love and and treat each other with respect and we lessen this and listen to the facts, it, it, it makes a difference. I'm telling you. Thank you. That's good perspective. Appreciate it. Well, we I, I love what you guys have to say. You don't ever stop. You keep going. This is, you know, every day I start my day this way, and I listen. And, and everybody has different opinions, but let me tell you something. There is, there is a whole lot to this life, and this ain't the end of it. So what you do, and you do to help others, and how you treat others makes a difference. Thank you for the call, Greg. Appreciate it. Great thoughts. And, you know, as someone who definitely has a different uh, perspective because 
you've been dead and are still alive and given a second uh, lease on life. Thank you for uh, weighing in with that. Derek, we should save that. Whenever we're having, people seem to be having a bad day. Maybe that'd be a great phone call to play at the uh, end of those particular shows because we have sometimes some really difficult shows. And it's good to give a different context to certain narratives that there's a lot more out there than just fighting over politics, fighting over the Speaker of the House, what you believe versus what somebody else might believe. That was a great phone call. That may be one of the best. That may be the phone call winner of the year that we've got this year. Greg, appreciate you sharing that this morning. And not just because uh, you listen to us and like listening to us. And uh, I, I'm very glad that for all you went through, which I'm sure was horrific, that you're still around today and uh, appreciate the fact that you are still around. Speaking of somebody uh, not being around anymore, it looks like we have uh, our third Piper Laurie um, died earlier this week, as uh, did uh, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Um, and uh, now we have Burt Young. Oh. I don't want nothing from you. I don't want nothing from you. This ain't no charity case. Get out of my house. Get out of my house, I just said. Don't talk to him like that. Hold that side, Polly. I don't want you missing, huh? Yeah, come on. Want to hit on me? Come on. I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. Now you're a big shot fighter on the way up. You don't even throw a crumb to your friend Polly. When I go and get your meat every morning, you forgot that night I even give you my sister too. <laughs> you're a loser. I don't that uh, right there is uh, Burt Polly, Young. Polly from Rocky. Yeah. Uh, he was he was excellent. Also started Once Upon a Time in America, Pope of Greenwich Village, Chinatown, uh, a whole lot of other others, uh, but probably best known for uh, playing Polly in Rocky. Passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 83. Wonder what he passed away of. <laughs> Who knows? That's where your line is supposed to come in, Chris. No, we talked, it we talked about this. It doesn't work with eighty-three. It works. Sure, with, it, it does. only works with like hundred and two. He's he's lived past the average fine, age that fine, a man should. Fine, he probably wrecked his bike or he wrecked his Harley up at Bike Week. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's supposed to be like a ninety-eight-year-old lady when they go, "What happened?" Okay, well, maybe we need to She's discuss where the, where the limit is. I guess. All right, maybe. All right. But anyway, if you believe it comes in threes, there there it is. He would be the third this week. That's uh, about uh, all we have for today. Thank you for participating in this show. It was uh, a, a fun, entertaining show to do, even though we didn't agree with everybody. More non-agreement coming your way tomorrow with Open Phones Friday.